This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton and on the Zoom call with me this morning, the mayor of the city of Danville, Ricky Williams Jr. Good morning, Mayor. How are you? Good morning, Linda. I'm great, and I thank you for having me on this morning. Oh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I tell you what, I was telling the mayor uh, before we went on air, had David Rui on uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, uh, to talk about uh, public works and all they went through last week and just had the best time talking to him. He's he's a great communicator, and we're going to have him back. And, and now we've got the mayor, and we're way past time for an update on what's going on. Uh, but as I told the mayor, um, you know, I'm 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 not in the center of things anymore. I'm kind of I'm kind of out on the edges of everything. <laughs> That's what old people do. Um, but from what I've observed, there are a lot of exciting things going on in the city. Part of that is people and who the mayor's put in places of uh, positions of uh, of of accomplishing projects and part of that is our financial status so mayor give us an update on the city overall sure linda uh first i want to start off by talking a little bit about our financial state and people say well ricky why do you harp on this to death and then the reason is having being a good steward of your finances allows you to do some of the other things that you guys are seeing happening in our community so um you know our our own personnel, our own finance policy says that we ought to have a minimum of $1.2 million in reserves. Uh, when I took over in November of 18, we had just over $300,000. Um, when I, you fast forward, I, I came in, we put on a spending freeze in the city of Danville. We didn't allow anybody for six months to buy anything that wasn't absolutely necessary. We came out with nearly $1.5 million in reserves as of um, April of 19. Fast forward again, Linda, we had about four and a half million dollars at the end of fiscal year 20, which would have been April of 2020. And then last year we ended with $10.4 million in our reserves, Linda. Um, that was a great feat for us uh, because it shows the people that we're using their money wisely. And per the ordinance, um, we keep $1.2 million in there. The next 400,000 was divided between the police and fire pensions to help us catch up there. Uh, by the way, we've made progress in that area uh, since in, in two years time. We've uh, our fire pensions are two and a half percent more funded and our police pensions are four percent more funded than they were. Oh, wow. Congratulations. So some That's great, some, huge. Yes, ma'am. Making a little bit of progress there. Um, and then we set aside $4 million to tackle Brazil and other downtown buildings that are causing a problem. And with that, Linda, we were still able to send almost $3 million back to our road fund reserve. What does that mean with that and some other funds that we've received, some grants and such? We are going to be going gangbusters on roads this year. So I hope people people will be complaining now because roads are getting fixed instead of they're not. That's my hope. <laughs> Give, so, it'll be something different to complain about. <laughs> that's right. So, so Linda, we're projecting this year um, that we will end the year with uh, probably three and a half to four million dollars in our reserve, which will then allow us once again to um, to uh, socket to um, our 
our roads again, you know. Uh, so we're going to be doing a lot of road work, a lot of sewer work um, coming up this year, which we're really excited about. I never thought I would be saying ex- I'm excited about sewer work, Linda, but right. <laughs> when we no, can actually. Stop- when we can stop when we can stop homes and neighborhoods from flooding, that's you know something that we're going to be really proud of. So you know this financial stewardship is the key to allowing us to do other things. It's what allowed us to increase our police department from when I took over to fifty four to now almost seventy. Um, you know, and we're seeing results there too. So financial stewardship is just one of the major components of moving forward if we're going to help Danville not only continue to survive but to thrive and to boom again. Uh, and that's something that we're, we're really proud of. I also want to tell the viewers, Linda, that uh, some of the aldermen don't even know this yet, but the comptroller and I are working to possibly pay off our bond debt early. Um, so if that if we're able to accomplish that, Linda, then we will in three years or just over three years time have paid off all of the city of Danville's debt except our pensions and uh, the Northwest project, uh, the sewer project going across the road. So across the, the, the dam, I mean, across the lake. So uh, that's something that I'm very proud of is that we have made a lot of progress financially all while socking it to that unfunded pension mandate that we have from the state of Illinois. Well, those are issues that have been hanging there for so long now. I've told people many times, I remember being a reporter when we had the change of government and watching those new aldermen come in and take their seats and how excited they were about what they were going to accomplish and all the things they were going to do for the city. And then they opened up the books and realized how far behind we were and how they, what kind of a struggle they really were going to have on their, on their hands. You know, that's 30 years ago. That's, that's a long time. And that's a long, long struggle to overcome those huge mountains so I congratulate everybody that's contributed to that. That's a, that is a major accomplishment for the city of Danville. It really is. And Linda, what I want people to know is this is not just Mayor Ricky Williams Jr. doing this. I have um, a, a city council that takes stewardship seriously. I could not do what I've done. We could not do what we've done without their partnership. We have, uh, we have department heads that take it seriously. They evaluate every project and say, is this a need? Or if it's not a need, is this grant money that can only be used for certain things? You know, people say, why did you redo Ellsworth Park, blah, blah, blah. The same people complained that the toys were over almost 30 years old, right? But we got a grant that can only be used for parks. So I could have never used that money to fix anyone's road. Sure. But we could use it to give the people um, on the West End and the people of Danville an awesome park, right? So stewardship is the key to not, again, not only surviving, but thriving. And that's what we intend to do you uh, you mentioned Brizzy that's a that's a building close to my heart after having spent uh, 12 years there I think um, you know and I and I for so long I hope that we could keep it but I've come to have to face the reality that it really needs to come down that's all that can happen so where are we at in that project because there's a lot of confusion about sure. it Linda, first, I want to say, I think people would see from my nearly 140-year-old house that I love um, old architecture and I value history, you know, so that's why I toiled with the Collins for almost four years now to try to get, you know, give them an opportunity to fix it up. Unfortunately, they were unable to. So, um, sadly, the building continues to deteriorate and it needs to come down. 
Where we are with that is that we've had um, the Collins in both municipal court and in, um, in circuit court as well. And we have won a victory in, in local court, but they only had 21 days to um, repair or demolish the building. And if not, it gave us the right to do so. Um, however, now we are asking in the um, circuit court for uh, an award um, substantiating and, bear, and um, supporting that ruling. If, if we have it, that means that maybe by late spring, early this summer, we would be going out for demolition bids. And sadly, but hopefully, Brazil would be coming down by the end of this year or the beginning of 2023. Is the annex gonna come down too? Because they're, they're so closely joined. Yes, ma'am. Um, it's the, you know, the the county board has tried diligently to, to find someone who could be a good, you know, that could be a good use for them. Unfortunately, they have not. Uh, and so yes. we will be um, entering into a, a, probably an intergovernmental agreement with the county. That way both can be done at one time to save us money because they're not having to protect one or the other. Um, and uh, Larry, uh, Chairman Larry Bond and I have met as, as well as our, our committee chairman to discuss this. And uh, my hope is that this by this spring, we'll have a, an agreement ready so that when we get final authority to do the demolition, that we'll be ready to move swiftly. All right. Well, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back and talk more with Mayor Williams in just a moment on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you and on the Zoom call this morning. So happy to be talking with Danville Mayor Ricky Williams Jr. Hey, Mayor, so we talked about Brazil and the annex, but that's really only a piece of the whole overall demolition project. I know that that's been a, a major thing to try to clean up neighborhoods, improve things uh, and and sometimes you know you just want to save that some of that housing stock if you can uh, but sometimes you just can't so where are we at with all of that because those are those are sometimes some hard decisions for administration to have to make Linda I'm really proud to say that we've we've done a we've done a gangbuster job of um, get, working on demolitions um, I I can tell you that for the first time ever, we demolished more than 100 structures in the city of Danville last year. Um, our team has been going gangbusters to make sure that people feel safe and comfortable in their own neighborhoods, right? Um, one of the biggest things that we can do to, uh, to improve quality of life is to protect where people live. And one of the ways we can do that is getting rid of blighted, you know, blighted properties so that a couple of things happen. Uh, number one, it's, you know, the neighbors feel better because they don't have to see that dilapidation and that rot, you know. Number two, it's safer for them, you know, from both a public safety perspective, but as well as a health perspective, you know. Some of these houses, they get filled with water and they start smelling and then the neighbors are, you know, can't open their windows or they have raccoons and animals going in and out of them and badgers and other things just, you know, leaving a tear. But the other big thing is sometimes people go in there and do bad things. And so then you have especially sometimes elderly folks who feel trapped in their own home because they are miscreants next door causing problems. So every time we can get rid of a blighted structure, especially in a neighborhood, it makes 
people feel better. It makes the neighborhood safer, but it also stabilizes their property values, right? Um, and, and so we have been working really hard. I want to say that um, we are approaching the 400 mark of total demolitions in, um, in, in 13 years that we've been doing it. A hundred of those, though, have been done in the last year alone, 75, uh, 75 or 80 the year before that. So we are working hard to provide some stabilization to all to our neighborhoods, Linda. So, Mayor, one of the things that always bothered me, and I used to uh, I used to rail at poor Mayor Jones all the time when he would talk about demolitions in neighborhoods and taking down vacant houses, which, of course, they needed to be taken down. Um, but the infill always bothered me that it's tough to find good programming that will allow people to build affordable housing. Is the city looking at ways to take older neighborhoods and reestablish them with newer product so that people can move in their families and, and build lives there? Absolutely. But here's one of the things I think it's important for people to know and realize uh, we recently, with um, Vermilion Advantage and the Central Illinois Land Bank, they were able to secure funding from Julius Hegler to do um, a, a, a study of a particular neighborhood from the Julius Hegler Foundation. And um, what, they, what they found in doing a broader study of the entire city is, Linda, we have nearly 2,500 too many homes, 2,500 really? two residences for the people that live here. You have to think, uh, I always tell this, you know, our highest census population, 1970, just shy of 43,000 people, no prisoners. You know, we lost GM and uh, General Electric and all, and uh, most of Heister Yale from the late, 2000, late 1990s to early 2000s. That was over 7,000 jobs we lost, just those three. Um, so then uh, we also expanded at the same time, you know, across the lake. We got some beautiful neighborhoods, Chateau Estates, Denville, Denville West. They expanded north into to the Indiana border, which gave us tons of jobs, but it gave us miles upon miles of infrastructure. Fast forward to 2020, we only have 29,204 souls living here, and 1,800 of them reside out on East Main Street in my father's former workplace. So we only have 27,000 free people supporting a city that's built for 45 to 48,000 people. Um, so we have to first work on getting rid of abiding in a substantial area so that investors are willing to come back. I am proud to tell the public, though, that we are working with a couple of different developers for some infill housing in various neighborhoods, and I think they are projects that people will be um, excited about. That's excellent. That's good news. And and so then let's, let's shift for a moment to downtown. Downtowns yes. have had so many challenges over the years and Danville certainly it's downtown has <laughs> had uh, had more hills to climb than than anyone can imagine uh is surviving but it's a time to revisit what is downtown what does it bring to our community and how do we bring people downtown and you are working Ryu and Ashton and others working really hard to get people downtown get them comfortable, get them exploring the, the, the different businesses that are down there. It's an exciting time. It, it's awesome, Linda. And people say, Ricky, why are you focusing so much on downtown? Because downtown is for everyone. 
downtown is where everyone can go and have a meal, do some shopping, have some fine entertainment at the fish or, or at the outdoor festivals we have like summer sounds um, and, and that are cheap or low cost, you know? And so um, it's really exciting, Linda. We've made some investments in terms of infrastructure during the pandemic. As you know, we repaired most of the sidewalks downtown or replaced those sections that needed to be done so that people felt better. We did some infrastructure in terms of putting in drainage so that we weren't having flooding that was happening in some of the buildings anymore. Um, we put in you know, new sewer, um, sanitary sewer in several places. Um, we just put in for a grant for $3 million for a, that's a downtown grant through the state for more infrastructure support. But uh, I was really excited. Recently, I had a meeting with one of our commercial realtors. That individual told me that, Ricky, you know, a couple of years ago, we were only about 30 or 40% occupancy. Now we are at about 80% occupancy. Really? In the, in the old red cakes, a lot of people don't realize this. We have a young man that makes Japanese noodles and packages and sells them around the world. Uh, that little suite of four buildings have just south of there has been completely renovated. There's a brand new barber shop in one of them. The others, they're, they're still in the process of finishing, but they're already leased out because people are desperate to be downtown. We have the new golf simulator downtown. Um, we have, oh gosh, the new home store that the Wassons put together that's amazing. Lima Bean Glassworks. I mean, you name it. And downtown is starting to come on gangbusters. The other big thing, which I can't say a whole lot right now, is that it's my understanding that the Turk building was just acquired. And let's just say people will be very excited to see what will be going in. Well, again, the thing that people need to always remember, and I try to remind them as often as possible, because it's an easy thing to overlook. We, again, we, we look at major projects, we look at FedEx, we look at 300 jobs and we get excited. But the reality is the backbone of our economy is small business and and what keeps us going as a city is the sales tax we spend when we go downtown and shop so we can't right. ever let that slip away because that's extremely important we're going to go to break be back in just a moment to newsmakers 1490 wdan 1490 wdan Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you. And on the Zoom call this morning, Danville Mayor Ricky Williams Jr. It's a pleasure to get a chance to get an update from the mayor on what all is going on. And he has been very generous with sharing information with us this morning. Um, so, Mayor, the one thing we haven't talked about is that recovery money. Um, am I correct in understanding you still haven't? made final decisions on where that money's gonna go or what it's gonna fund? We haven't fully, Linda. Uh, one thing that I can tell you is that um, we, we hope to return to in-person meetings next month. So on March 1st will be our, our first in-person meeting again. And um, I hope at that time to release a preliminary plan of what it is that we want to do, um, what it is that we're hoping to do. Uh, you know, uh, with that money. One thing that I can tell you, though, that this council has already publicly thrown their support behind is the complete revamp and, um, you know, restoration of Garfield Pool. Um, and I think along with that, we're going to be working towards some projects in Garfield Park. 
that I think folks will be really excited about. But the other big thing, Linda, that we have to have to address is infrastructure. Yeah. Um, we can use this money towards sewer. So my, you know, our intent is that we will have at least two major sewer projects that we're going to do. Um, uh, probably a combination of stormwater and sewer in a, f- a couple of areas where we have lead flooding. Again, making investments in our neighborhoods and where people live and making sure that they're able to have a good quality of life. You know, we have some of, we have, some of the you know ranch style houses and neighborhoods that I grew up in, and we have some of the mansions in town that are all dealing with the same problem. You know, you get more than an inch of rain, and you get infill in your basement. Sometimes sewage backups. We have neighborhoods that flood such that you know we've had to have police and fire rescue people, um, and that's just not okay. So uh, I know we're going to be working on that for sure. Um, at least two major sewer projects. And Garfield Park will be at least three things that I know that happen for sure. Uh, from there, you know, we might be partnering with a couple of other smaller entities to do some good work. We intend to um, to, to support the Civic Center and the um, Convention and Visitors Bureau with lost revenue. You know, we we want we hope to replace uh, the the revenue that they've lost during the pandemic uh, because that's something that we can do, and they provide critical resources for our community. So we're going to make sure that we work with our partners as well, Linda, to be sure they're on track. Um, so. uh, real quick, uh, Mayor. What about the river walk? We don't hear much about that. And I know last time I think I had Steve Lane on, we he kind of gave me a little bit of an update, but again, it's kind of hanging out there. Where are we at with that project? So Linda, the truth is we've been so busy with everything else. Oh, well, we really? That's, able, yeah. We haven't been able to give it quite the time and attention that I would like to. Um, however, I will tell folks that we do have, we, we, we did, we do have a study underway um, with professional planners that are working on some designs of connecting that Ellsworth Park and the Kickapoo Rail Trail. So um, we do have things that are in the works and I'm hoping that I'll be able to bring uh, some ideas to the city council by this summer or by the end of the summer at the latest. Uh, the other thing is once the casino is approved, obviously they'll be providing a million dollars of investment uh, for us to, to work on some of these projects on the riverfront. So um, it's one of those projects that's going to be great. It's just going to, we're not quite there yet. Yeah. You know, it sounds like um, after after some period of time of you uh, really settling in, you're still really excited to be sitting here helping the city move forward. Linda, I love Danville and I love our people. And um, I've always maintained and I still do that if we trust God, if we work hard together, if we're good stewards of our resources, that there's not anything that we can't accomplish. Danville may not be what what it once was, but we're still something great. And I think we can be uh, something that's even greater. I I believe that we will thrive in the years ahead. So uh, real quick, I, you mentioned the casino. We've only got a couple minutes, but uh, where are we at with that? Because it's been kind of quiet. It's her, it's her, it's, you know, it's still hurry up and wait with the state. So uh, the next Illinois Gaming Board meeting is March 10th. And, you know, we always hope that we'll have our suitability hearing. So hopefully that will come soon. I can tell you that the uh, folks from Wilmerite and Golden Nugget have continued to provide me updates and they are ready to go. Once we get uh, once we get approved for suitability, I believe within 45 days, we'll have a ground baking and within nine months to a year at the latest later, we will have our phase one casino up and operating. And that'll just be the first phase. And then that'll go into a next phase later on, correct? 
That's correct. Once we meet okay. certain financial okay. benchmarks, absolutely. So, um, you know, things are things are on track, um, but some things that are, are not in our control and you just have to kind of wait a little bit. And then you have things like FedEx, which just come out of the blue and they're already turning ground. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> some things you have to strive for and wait for, you know, Carl took a long time, but they are literally putting in windows. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen next with the casino. Yeah, I was going to say, Carl has really moved along. And I know that's going to be a huge project for that area of town. Uh, and certainly for our healthcare industry here in Vermilion County. So I know you've got to be excited about that. Absolutely. Um, every investment, Linda, we have at this point, we're, we're approaching the quarter of a billion dollar mark in terms of investments and expansions. Um, in the time that I've been mayor. And I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of years, we're at a half a billion dollars that's been invested in Danville over a four or five year period. Boy, it's better than it was a few years ago. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But, 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 but again, uh, Linda, I know. Every, that's everyone sticking together, yep. having common goals. Man, I'm seeing places work together in ways that they haven't in the past. And when we, when uh, when the city, Vermilion Advantage, our county towns and, and, and villages, when everyone works together, man, we have great things coming. I haven't even talked about the possible bike trails and it's just lots of great things on the horizon. Well, you will come back and you will talk about them. Thank Absolutely. you so much for for sharing some time with us this morning, Mayor. We really appreciate it. Take care, we will talk to you again soon. Thanks, Linda, I appreciate you. Have a great Please, day. Thank you, please join us tomorrow. Ray Frigia of Courtesy Ford will be with us uh, to talk about a pretty special award that Courtesy and, and Mr. Frigia have won or are in the process of winning. And uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. I'm Linda Bolton. Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.